Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Douglas Jones, and this is the Behind the Shield podcast. Alongside me is our producer, Brad Johnson, and here's a rundown of what we have in store for you today. With most of us working remotely, the need for us to be safe with our information is more important than ever. So we're going to be talking with Information Security Director Matt Schwartz more about that. And we also have e-learning manager Chris Abernathy on to talk about a new information security course that he and Matt have been working on together. A lot of you participated in the podcast survey a few weeks ago, and we've had time to review the results. So we're going to be talking a little bit about those results with you today and what our plans are moving forward. Brad, you know, one of the things that we heard in the feedback that we got was around the intro music, right? And, and yeah. obviously you did not dig my, um, Lone Ranger theme song. You are working on a, a new intro something, right? Yeah, there are a few different options that we're going to go with. Probably discuss it with you, Douglas, and uh, some other advisors on this uh, podcast and see what they like. And uh, we're most likely going to keep the music the same. But with those sound bites, we're going to switch some things out. It may be ready in time for the next podcast episode. Uh, until that time, we're going to keep the original intro as is, but it will be changing in some form. Okay, cool. So bottom line, we heard what folks said. We're working on it, right? Yep, we're working on it for you. All right. So what else, as you looked through the results, I know you, you kind of some compiled some notes. What did you find? Yeah, you know, it, it really boiled down to three bullet points. People want to hear from field employees. They want to hear from agents and uh, employees in general about their roles in strengthening shelter. And we've, we've talked about this before, that we don't want this to be a home office-centric podcast. And we've, we've mentioned before that we're trying to get in contact with uh, field offices and agents from around the country, and we're going to bring those stories to you. What else did you see in the results? Yeah, people want to know about the facts of shelter and the history of shelter. And going through that, there are some pretty interesting details about shelter. Talking with some historians, uh, people that have been around shelter a long time, there are lots of opportunities for that. And later on in this episode, we're just going to give you kind of a little bit of taste of that with a trivia game. And people want to hear intriguing stories about people that work for shelter. We're trying to find those stories for you, and we're trying to give those stories just so you know a little bit more about who works for shelter and the great people that are in shelter. We're trying to find those stories, and we'll bring those to you uh, when we find them. Okay, very good. Let's go ahead and get with our guest today. As I mentioned, we've got Matt Schwartz, Director of Information Security, Chris Abernathy, Manager of eLearning. And so we're going to talk first with Matt because you've got some important information security information. I know that you want to share with us. You're also going to be talking uh, when you talk with Chris here in a few minutes as well about uh, some training that you guys have been working on together. So first of all, just information security. What, what is that all about? Information security is an interesting discipline. It's a broad spectrum of different things that, that make up uh, information security at Shelter. Our department has been around for a little less than three years and really focus on the risk management aspects of information security for Shelter. So I think the best way that I can kind of distill that down, if I had to put it in one sentence, is we take a look at what are things that we can do proactively to protect customer employee and agency data. So 
that can mean a lot of different things, whether that's vetting out third parties, whether that's understanding vulnerabilities that may exist on our computers or server environment, or it's looking at remote work technology. It can mean a lot of different things, um, but information security is really a risk management discipline that has a lot of technology terms. Now, information security, do you guys like run around with those earpieces like you see, you know, the CIA? I, I, that was my dream. As a, in, in third grade, we had to make a business card. My business card, you had to come up with a job title, and mine was CIA and FBI agent, which made no sense. But I, I was in third grade, and I didn't really Look at you. You understand were, that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you were kind of prophetic. You didn't even know it. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so no, we, we, uh, we don't have earpieces, um, but we, do, we touch almost every part of Shelter's business, whether it's physical security, um, business continuity, disaster recovery, um, application security, all these different aspects of the way Shelter does their business have an information security component. And I think what's exciting, and, and we'll talk to Chris about this kind of in the context of security awareness and training, is information security at Shelter is really about partnerships. Tell us, you know, with the, the remote work situation that we're all in now, has anything changed? Are, are, I mean, are there just new layers? What, what have you been seeing? What we would call the attack uh, surface has changed. When a company kind of goes from one office or, or a number of offices and you start putting assets and people in different locations, it spreads out that, uh, that attack vector. At Shelter, we've published some information security guidelines for remote work. Again, these are most of these things are not going to be new for folks. Uh, they're out, out on Spotlight, just a couple different bullet points um, to make sure that, that you're doing the things to help protect our data. Um, so some of the examples, you know, making sure that our corporate data and our customer data stays on Shelter systems and in Shelter applications. So we've got folks out there today that are using personal uh, machines, and that's okay. Um, but we just all have to be really cognizant of understanding that, hey, I opened this attachment on my personal machine, and now that file is in my downloads. Oh, that's a, that file has some customer information. I need to go ahead and get rid of that. Um, because the more, the more we can control where that data is, the better chance we have to make sure that it's protected and doesn't fall into the wrong hands. So there's, there's the kind of the aspect of, like you mentioned, there's hackers trying to get in, get data, those kinds of things. But with times of crisis and those kinds of things, there's also people that are, are involved with scams and those kinds of things. So are, are there any of those sorts of things that have come up that are unique to the situation that we're in now? Yeah, Douglas, you're right on the money. I mean, we, I, I saw something last week that said there was like a 6,000% increase in number of total phishing emails around wow. COVID-19. So the cyber criminals do not care uh, what type of situation they're exploiting. Well, in this crisis with COVID-19, if you saw an email that said, click here to read about the COVID-19 treatment or cure or vaccine, there are going to be people who click on those type of emails. So we've seen that um, Shelter has a secure email gateway that keeps a lot of things out. But on, for our users, for employees and agents, if you do see anything that looks suspicious or looks too good to be true, go ahead and use that report phishing button in Outlook. Our team will take a look at that because Technology is not 100% and our security tools are not 100%. Our best security asset is our employees and agents. Well, let's bring Chris into the conversation because I know you, you guys have been working on some new information security training together. I've heard about it. It sounds really cool. Chris, what's this training course that's been developed? 
it's really just a course, uh, a new training course on information security, or maybe more accurately, it's more like a series of courselets or episodes designed around uh, telling a story, not unlike what you'd see with the Netflix series. Uh, I, I guess you have to go all the way back to late last year when one of our e-learning developers, uh, Linda Wynn, had scoped out for us um, an animation program uh, to use in some of our courses and actually started that under my predecessor. And then uh, Matt and his team had approached us late last year about partnering with them to really explore some innovative ways of providing everyone in Shelterland with uh, the information security training they need. But instead of making it like all the other mandatory training that we all have to take, Matt and his group have really championed taking a much different approach. So from there, Linda Wynn and one of our other developers, Craig Gladney, have worked pretty closely with Matt's team uh, to put the story together. Um, it's a story that uh, it is animated. It's also got a pretty big cast of characters. So one of the things I'm excited about is that we were able to use voice talent from throughout Shelter. So as people uh, go in and take these courses once they roll out, I think they'll see and hear a lot of people that maybe they're familiar with or that they work alongside. I understand we've actually got a little trailer that we can show folks since the podcast is actually a video, right? So, yeah. Brad, you want to show us what the video looks like? I understand you had a security breach. Can you tell me what happened? Well, what do you know? George is retiring. George Smith? He's been at Titan forever. 35 years, right? Isn't he a VP? Let me help you with that. But it looks like it was sent from Mr. Mooney, the CEO. It had his name, title, and his contact information. How could it not be him? What? Why would you do that? You know that's against Titan policy. Do we know how the attack occurred? In the upcoming episodes, you'll review events leading up to the ransomware attack. Watch for things people at Titan do don't do that could have created an opportunity for the attack. That's an interesting approach that we've not used before. So Matt, I'll let you go first. What do you guys hope that people are going to get out of this course? The thing about security awareness in general is we have to come at it from different ways. Um, so we do phishing simulations. Everyone, uh, whether they like them or not on the employee and agency side, you've seen those simulations. That's a way for us to put our training and security awareness into action. What we wanted to do with this, this security awareness course was to break things down, to make it more digestible, more consumable. And by telling the story, I think we have two distinct things that are happening is we get to see as employees and agents the actual things that can come from an information security incident that are not positive. And also we can see the different elements of our security policies and how if folks in this story had been following the security policies, this incident either wouldn't have happened or would not have been as bad as it was for the, for the fictitious company involved. So if we have an environment where somebody, an employer or agent watches this training and says, hey, I picked up some information. I can share this with my kids. I can share it with my spouse. I can share it with my grandparents. That's what we want to do. How about you, Chris? What, what are you hoping folks will get out of it? Well, and I think it too, to piggyback off on what Matt said, I think we are really telling a story. If we think back to childhood, I mean, a lot of the most quintessential lessons we learned or values that were instilled uh, came from stories that were shared with us. You know, maybe we don't get to fulfill those childhood dreams of being the CIA or FBI agent, uh, but that's how we do learn as kids and even as adults. 
um, and when training is really about helping people get results on the job, I think that's a key part of it. It's, um, it's almost more of a show than a tell. I mean, if you tell learners do this, um, to me, uh, oftentimes a learner says, well, why should I? Uh, but if you can show learners uh, what they can or should do and the impact of not doing that, uh, sometimes there's more of a, oh, snap reaction. I don't want that to be me. What do I need to do to sort myself out? And then just overall philosophically for us as a, a e-learning team in a training department, it, it's really kind of our first foray into uh, micro learning. It's just a matter of breaking need to know stuff into much shorter digestible episodes or sessions that learners can absorb. If you look at some of the data in the research, uh, even adults learn in about three to seven minute stretches. That kind of matches our working memory capacity. It matches our attention span of humans. So if you really want people to change uh, the results they're getting on the job, it doesn't make sense to give them a 40 or 45 minute uh, course when you can maybe be just as effective with spreading that out over multiple micro learning segments, whether it's video courses, job aids, or what have you. Very good. So on behalf of myself and all my coworkers, thank you for <laughs> breaking these things down into digestible. It sounds like, and looks like very entertaining as well. So that's great. That's great. All right. Before we go, got some trivia for you guys. Just want a um, little game show kind of a thing. And um, we'll, we'll let you both take a, a guess at these as I go through these questions. Who was the eighth president of Shelter Insurance? We don't have buzzers, okay? So I'll, I'll let you take a stab. Uh, Chris, you go first. Oh, eighth president. Da, 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 da. Would it have been Don Duello? No. Matt? Can I ask a question, a hint? <laughs> there are uh, air conditioners named by this person. Mm. Air conditioners. You're out of time. Linux. John Linux. Linux. All right. All right. As you know, each year, Shelter has the fountain celebration, which brings out hundreds of people as they turn the fountain back on. So it's been postponed this year, but if and when it's held this year, what year will it be? What anniversary of this event will it be? Matt, you get 52. To 52. Oh, close. Close. Look, like it's a clock game and the price is right. 51? 55. 55. Yeah. All right. What year did Shelter first reach more than 1 million auto policies? 2012. I started in 1996. I feel like this has been in the time since I've been there. Um, 2005? Oh, you were closer. 2002. March of 2002. Wow. All right. Well, I'm sorry, um, we don't have even the best two out of three or one out of three for you guys. So um, <laughs> if we'd have had a prize, you would have gotten one, but we didn't have one. So there you go. Matt, if we ever on a trivia night, we need to find somebody else to be on our team, apparently. Yeah. All right. Well, Matt, Chris, thank you very much for joining us today. Appreciate you guys and, and uh, appreciate that you're working on making learning more enjoyable. So that's going to be great. Brad, appreciate you being, uh, as usual, at the helm to keep everything on a good engineering basis and just want to appreciate everyone for listening thanks again for all the feedback that you've given us so far we still have your feedback going to be continuing to review it but if you have any new feedback as we move along the email address to send that to is podcast at shelterinsurance.com and i've got one special request for you if you know of any shelter heroes that need to have their story told, would you either email that to us? Obviously, get their permission if it's okay <laughs> to find out if it's okay. But we would we'd really like to feature some of Shelter's heroes on the podcast. 
So thanks again for all that every one of you do. Hey, appreciate all of our uh, adjusters out there that have been uh, on storm duty. Thank you for the extra effort that you're putting in. You are deeply appreciated and just want you to know that we're, we're here to support you. So each person makes shelter a better place and all of us together are shelter strong. Take care.